welcome to Slice of Salona. I am Greg Yatman. With me, as always, is Ozer Dondamashiolu. Between the two of us today, we're talking smart cities. So in particular, private mobile networks in smart cities. Now, I once thought that public mobile networks were the best way to connect people, devices, things. But apparently, CBRS and private mobile networks are changing that. And that's where Ozer comes in. So Ozer, if you wouldn't mind, maybe you can dive deeper into that topic. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Greg. Um, welcome to the garage, everybody. Different view today, um, since this is an exciting topic, figured I sit somewhere else in the garage. Hey, listen, um, public mobile networks have done a lot for connectivity across smart cities. Many of us don't know, but video cameras on top of traffic lights, parking meters, and variety of different services that cities and local governments provide us actually are connected, actually are being monitored uh, live. Now, CBRS in the United States specifically gives our um, uh, communities another way of connecting new digital initiatives. And that gives them a second option to possibly reduce cost, right? Sometimes public mobile network data plans could be uh, preventative in jumping on another initiative. Uh, you know, if you want to deploy 100 cameras, but you can only afford 10, now you can actually start adding those additional cameras in because you built your own private mobile network. There's no data charges. You can get coverage and the capacity wherever you want because it's your infrastructure, it's your network. So we call these two things better together, right? There will always be need for wider access uh, to public mobile networks for some of these services. But there's also a need to get access wherever you want without the extra cost using a private mobile network. All right. So maybe we can dive into some use cases. Uh, can you give us some examples of how this is used in a smart city environment? Yeah, there's actually four that we identified. Um, one of them is uh, IoT infrastructure connectivity. Hey, I would like to automate a variety of different um, data collection around the city. And you know, I would like to take advantage of uh, a private network to do that. Maybe it's critical infrastructure. Maybe it's tied to the, you know, uh, smart energy systems. And that data, that telemetry data, needs to be protected, needs to be secured, needs to be private to the nth degree. Uh, so that's one. The second one is, you know, emergency response uh, teams. You know, uh, firefighters, police. Others who need uh, direct connectivity to their colleagues, wherever they are. Um, sometimes they rely a lot on video feeds to get their job done. And that video feeds could be quite bandwidth intensive. So a private network certainly helps there. Um, I would say the third one that we come up with is being able to deploy video um, solutions wherever you like, usually computer vision, because we want to we want to kind of monitor how the city is really moving. Right, uh, not necessarily video surveillance cameras, but computer vision cameras that usually are used for video analytics around smart cities, for city planning, for you know service to the community, etc. But the fourth one, which is I believe is the most popular right now, is this idea that we can actually bridge the digital divide using private mobile networks. It's been a big topic. Some folks call it the closing the homework gap. Uh, but in, in a nutshell, it's the ability to provide broadband internet connectivity 
to homes and particularly students when they do not have that access today in a reliable way. Uh, so this private mobile networks is another option for people to use to actually serve that need. Okay, so use cases, you've got um, you know, sensors and, and devices, uh, video surveillance, you've got law enforcement, um, looking at um, IoT devices around the city, but there's one uh, use case that you just spoke about that I wanted to double click on, and that's uh, the bridging the di digital divide. So students, uh, remote learning, which we saw during the pandemic was a huge thing. You know, how does that, um, and, and how does Salona uh, come together? Yeah, absolutely. There are a couple of pieces to the puzzle. The first is the funding model uh, at the federal level and at state level, local level, there are funding options. So we work with our managed service providers to help our customers, school districts and local county um, IT organizations to figure out that funding model uh, because there is help available in that regard. We know that the budgets are not unlimited, so we have to help our customers discover those sources of funding. Second, we do help with outdoor wireless design and capacity planning. Okay, if we deploy Salona outdoor radios using the CBRS spectrum in your city, in your environment, how many houses can we cover? What is the capacity will look like per household? What is the bandwidth might look like? Once we do that design, our partners go through a small phase of pilot installation to show you the technology in action. So we cover that cost as well. After that, we also validate that deployment, you know, go around the city streets, collect tons of data, use the actual devices that you might want to use within your home. And we have tons of recommendations in that regard as well. Once we verify capacity metrics and the coverage metrics that we predicted, then it's up to all parties, our managed service provider partners, Salona, and the end customer to make a decision about rollouts and the scale. Okay, so if I'm a managed service provider, I'm a school district, I'm a you know police department, or just a larger uh, smart city organization uh, or, or association or whatever it may be, how do I get in touch with Salona? I mean, what's what my, my next step to move this forward? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely reach out to us on our website, a variety of different channels for reaching out. For managed service providers, I think we would love to hear from you what type of opportunities you run into, what type of use cases, because we're still learning from the market. And we would love to hear about how can we help scale your efforts as a service provider to your community. And from the community themselves, they may not be fully aware of CBRS. They may not be fully aware of how to build a private mobile network. That Those are not the friction points that we want you to stuck, get stuck on. So reach out and ask us about CBRS and how does wireless coverage work in smart cities and what type of end user customer premises equipment, CPE devices that you might need to enable, for example, this digital divide use case. And we can go through the workshops um, to make sure that you feel comfortable with the underlying technology. So our website is our center of excellence in this regard. but. You know, don't only read and watch the variety of resources we have there. Reach us, reach out to us for a quick workshop and we can get the process started. All right, fantastic. So uh, in summary, private mobile networks are for smart cities. Your smart city can be smarter with it. And Salona wants to get you there faster. So reach out to us uh, or we'll reach out to you. 
And uh, ideally, we'll talk to you in the near future. So thank you, Ozer, for the information and your time. And thank you for watching and listening. Please do tune in again. We've got plenty more to come. Uh, we always love to have you on Slice of Salona. But until the next time, have a great day. Bye. See you, everyone.